Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Access Potential Podcast. You're here with John Marsh. And today I've got a solo episode. Uh, Going to dive into the first few phases of small business. So I talk to a lot of small business owners. I get to work with quite a few generous and hardworking small business owners and creators. And when you're in these early phases, whether that's idea phase or into those first couple of years, it can feel pretty chaotic and it can feel a little bit confusing. The energy can be up, the energy can be down, the resistance is thick. And I wanted to zoom out and look at these early phases from kind of a macro level so that you can see what you may expect to be happening, what you might expect to feel in each of these phases, and knowing this, how you can continue to move forward. So let's jump in. Before I do though, I want to just let you know about a new book that's available. It's called Resonance. It's up on the website, johntmarsh.com. You can download it for free. This is a book designed to help you to Create resonance with the people you want. Resonance now leads attention. We're looking for specific people, services, and businesses that resonate with us on a human level before we pay attention. Attention is an expensive thing to hand out. And we're so slammed with information that we're now looking for resonance first. So you can download this one. It's a 69-page book with prompts, exercises, stories, Uh, and case studies, head over to the site and you can grab it. So let's jump in. This is John Marsh. You're listening to the Access Potential Podcast. Okay, so usually the best place to begin is at the beginning. So we're going to look at right at the start and we're going to kind of step through a few different stages. I'm going to talk about this stuff Uh, Also in reference to a little bit of what's called systems thinking. So kind of like zooming out a lot and looking at this, not so much just from detailed inside of a business, but also kind of an overall level. So it'll help it to make a lot more sense as well. It kind of helps to simplify everything. So when we kick off, usually when somebody comes and reaches out or, or I talk to someone or even thinking back to the businesses when I created them and when I was first starting, is this this sort of, and this will be different for everyone, but for me there was a sort of internal feeling or drive or idea. And this seems to be pretty common. So usually we talk about this as the first stage of creating the first kind of energetic stage. And this is when you're seeing things in the culture. So you're seeing opportunity, you're relating, you're in conversation, maybe you're doing something as part of a community and you're noticing there's a gap, you're noticing something going on and maybe it matches up with your skill set. Okay, so if you have a skill set, we also want to make sure we're seeing something. We're seeing a little bit of a, a gap. We're seeing a place that we could bring some value or something we could create. So this early kind of idea inception sort of stage is really common. Of course, a lot of people never go beyond this. This is the first stage of creating. So it, it, it takes energy, but 
it, it happens all the time. So we all know someone who, you know, invented Uber or whatever it was, but never followed through and has all the ideas. Uh, and it really is just the launch sort of step or launch pad to the next stage. Once, and this is where we're really going to kind of dive in is this next stage. So once you've got that idea, whatever it is that you're trying to do, your first focus point is to create a flow, right? So, so business sets itself up between two poles of value. So you've got an idea, you've seen something, you've seen a bit of a gap. The main focus is to get some value flowing from A to B. So if you have some sort of a, a solution to a problem, you've got a service, your main focus is to get that service realized or get that solution into the hands of the other people. That is it. There's a flow from A to B. Business can't set up without that flow. So basically to break this down, what you're trying to do in the first stage, you know, you might want to be a photographer, a personal trainer, whatever it is. The first stage is to get this flow happening. Okay, so this does a few things. One is it allows you to test your hypothesis, test the idea. It's great to have the idea, but we don't know how people are going to respond to it. So we're looking to test this idea. And this is the same if you've written an ebook. This is the same if you, you know, have recorded a, an album for music. You need to get the thing into the hands of the early adopters, the first few people. So you get to test the idea, which is a win for you. You also get to build uh, the initial kind of structures, right? So how are you going to communicate with them? Is it going to be on email? Is it going to be on social media? Did you need to set up a social media platform? Uh, did you need to, you know, um, create an email address? What's the initial very raw structures that you need in place? And chances are you're already going to have these, right? A lot of people want to go out and get business cards and websites and all these. That is not initial structures. That comes later. You don't need that stuff to create a flow from A to B, generally speaking. Some businesses you may. So the next thing this allows you to do is to feel out your own values, your personal values, the values of the business. You might already be clear on this before you're at this stage, but you also might be filling it out. So I think I want to work with these people, but I'm not quite sure I want to, I want to flesh it out. I'm going to find this out by actually doing it. Right? So it, it it's an asset to you. It's a, it's a, uh, a plus to you to be able to figure this out alongside these early people who you're going to work with. Uh, it allows you to understand what they're saying about what it is that you got so if you're a musician or if you're a massage therapist if you're a physiotherapist and you go and you give a session to the first 10 or 20 people or they listen to your work or your music whatever it is your job is to see what they say and most importantly not just what they say to you but what they say to their friends what they say to someone else like them do they tell anybody or is it silent right what's the What's the little bit of action that happens? 
And this is really important because if nobody is saying anything, you may need to go a little bit harder in some area. You may need to improve the work. You may need to make it a little more quirky, a little more, you know, idiosyncratic, a little more, a little bit more you, a little bit more something, right? So it's a, it's a feedback loop to go back and have a bit of a look at what you're doing. Now, in systems thinking, they call this stage uh, of a new system emergence. And basically, emergence is when we can see something that is greater than the sum of all the parts. So if you're a photographer and you have a camera and you can take photos, but now we see that you're helping someone else, you're taking photos of someone else, we can zoom out and we can start to see something here. We can start to see this flow of value from A to B, right? It's something a little bit bigger than you just taking pictures on your own, right? This is the early emergent phase of the business. Now, here's the critical thing. You're probably not going to make money. You're not going to be making a lot of money here. Uh, if you're lucky, it's positively geared. So if you've already got an existing audience, people that you know, you can maybe make enough to be in the positive. But you got to remember, you're going to have investments on this early stage as well. So uh, a friend of mine recently set up a course that he wanted to create for quite a while. And he had a very short space of time that he wanted to do it. And the idea was to set up a scalable course that he could run alongside his normal work. He's in health and wellness business. And so he did it. And afterwards, we talked about how he went and how many sales he made and what his outgoings were. And he had to pay for the website. He had to pay for a subscription to uh, the video platforms. He had to pay for, you know, some little bits and pieces. So you have outgoings in order to create this early flow. So what that means is you may be having to do some work for free. You may be having to reach out to people. You may be having to go really hard to find these first 10 to 20 people to be given the privilege of being able to test the value flow. So this is a big thing I see happening all the time. People come in, they have this idea, I've been in the industry for this long or I've been learning this craft for a while. I need to make, I wanna make money, this is what I wanna charge. But we need to remember that the market doesn't really care what you want to charge the market cares if there's a, a flow of value and then they'll there will be a transfer for that value so if it works well you'll be paid for it or there'll be an exchange but what we want as the creator of the business owner doesn't matter so much what's important is that there is a flow from a to b so in this stage, you're going nuts. You're, you're finding people. You're reaching out to people. You're organizing little events. You're trying to get people just to try the thing that you've got and enroll them in the change that you're trying to make by brute force. There's no way, pretty much most of the time, that you're going to have a huge welcoming audience for the thing that you've got unless you've already built that some other way. But for most people, this is a very much like a, a, a blood, sweat and tears phase 
that you're not going to get a, a big return from or you're probably not going to make a lot of money from, your job here is to test what you've got and see what they say, okay? Trying to stay lean, trying to keep things uh, manageable so that you earn the right to keep going. And, th and that's kind of a general uh, theme in small businesses. Like we'd, we're in business to stay in business, to create business, to keep going and cre keep creating change, okay? So that is stage one, setting up a value flow from A to B. This is the initial thing that's needed for any business. Don't expect to be paid a lot, expect to hustle, expect to try to just create value and get people to use whatever it is that you've got by any means necessary, okay? Uh, one thing that I'll often help people with is to write out a list of 20 people. It could be friends, it could be family, it could be acquaintances, and you're manually gonna be reaching out to these people, seeing if they know anyone, seeing if they might be interested in testing what you've got, um, basically just looking for opportunity to get out there and test your stuff. Stage two, okay, stage two. This is, you've seen a flow of value. So you've had a few people use the product or service. There's a general sort of positive feedback. Maybe they're saying something to their friends. It seems to be going well. There's a little bit of uptake. Now, it's still going to be very much brute force. There's a lot of work going into this. Uh, there's a great quote by a guy whose name is Joe Gibbia, and he was uh, part of what's called, or what was called Y Combinator, and they're like a, kind of like a incubator venture capital group that helped Airbnb. And one of his lines is that uh, the companies grow, or the businesses grow when the founders make them grow. And this is really where we're at. It's like, yes, the idea might be good. Yes, it might be working. Yes, the early people might have said something but we to their friends, but we need to recognize that there's a lot of friction out there Everyone's living their life. Maybe they've tried your new thing, whatever it is. But they're doing their own thing. They're in their own habits and their own routines. We can't generally expect them just to drop everything, tell a whole bunch of people just so that your business can take off really quickly. More likely, it's going to be you continuing to reach out to people, continuing to push, continuing to create continuing to make a noise, continuing to organize so that we get more flows of value, not just from you know you to one other person or, or 10 other people, but you to 15, 20, um, going and sitting with more people. And this is a very this is this is a hard stage. You're continuing to set up those structures. So maybe you do have a simple website up, maybe you've got, um, you know, your social media going, some basic content is going out. You've got some structures happening and, and structures mean there's a there's a regularity to them as well. So what that means is you might start to create some consistency, right, in your marketing, some consistency in your content, some consistency in your outreach. Um, but still the focus is on direct, right, direct enrollment, direct sales if you're if you're having um, creating a sale 
at the point of exchange, but very much direct. It's not going to be passive because you're still early, so you haven't built brand. There, aren't, uh, there isn't a huge audience looking to you for your work just yet. The, the, the financial focus here is to not incur big losses, right? We don't want to, you know, you don't want to over leverage on whatever it is um, that you're setting up. If it's retail space, if it's, if it's online. When I uh, set up my first business, which was a retail store, we had a ridiculously lean uh, startup cost. I think it was like, I don't know, $10,000 or something like that for the fit out. We were building things in the garage. Like it was super lean uh, because it had to be. And it means that it's slow, right? So you don't open this huge flashy thing with a huge launch. You're opening lean, you're hustling, you're trying to get more people to come in and you're doing outreach. And about six months into operation, two other stores opened up not too far away. And one of them, uh, they opened up, they, they put a $400,000 investment into their fit out. And for retail, if you kind of know retail, like that's not ridiculous at all, um, especially in a big mall. They, this place had an indoor running track, like a treadmill, all of this kind of, you know, sort of high-end stuff. Uh, as a side note, usually a lot of that stuff doesn't help you to sell shoes. But anyway, they set up this huge, this huge institution. And um, about a year or two later, 18 months, I think it was, closed down. They over leveraged on their initial spend. Uh, their, their ongoing outgoings were too high and they weren't able to sustain that because their revenue was too low. So they weren't profitable enough soon enough. And so this is the, the dance that we have going on, the balance. Our focus is to continue to be in business, keep your uh, costs down, and keep your energy very high. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of work in this time, and it's going, to, it's going to be tiring. It's going to be a lot of outgoing, and this is, this is kind of draining, but that's what it takes because we're putting more energy into that system to, uh, to build more structure, to build more consistency, to build more awareness. A couple of the things that are really important here is that you, specifically for service businesses, is that you start to understand a little bit of, um, a little bit of brand or reputation stuff. So one thing that you can do is, uh, at least be clear on how you want your work to feel, what your, uh, what your basic sort of brand or reputation that you'd like to create looks like. But then more specifically is, and th this is something that everyone can think about, is to start to use a specific language that's common to your work. So you have to think that once you see one of these early, these are still early adopters that you're working with, once you see them and they work with you and then they leave, we want them to be able to tell other people, either online or offline. Offline is still far more powerful, even in 2020, even though online is more common, offline carries more weight. To tell someone something about a business offline, we use language and then we can use merchandise as well. The language is the big one. So what is the language that you're giving people 
to use to talk about your business. That's very much stage one and two. It's where you're starting to get a little bit more identity around what it is that you do. And you're starting to create a language that people can use to talk about your work. So again, the focus in this second stage, you've made a few sales, you've gotten a few early adopters on, you're not out of the woods. It's still an incredible amount of work to push forward and your main focus is to sustain yourself, right? To sustain the organism, to bring enough revenue in. Uh, it's still going to be lean though and then keep your expenses low to give you the right to continue to be in business, okay? To continue to push this idea further. This takes us to stage three. So, so that's stage two, that's in systems thinking is called differentiation. Okay, so this is where your business starts to look like an independent thing that's operating that could be replicated, right? So it starts to, to look at, to look like a specific, uh, an entity, right? Stage three, you're in operation, you're, you're servicing people. It could be irregular still, but it's starting to move forward. And you're consistent with some of those early structures. Your marketing is consistent. Your content, if you're doing content, is consistent. Uh, you're regularly organizing events and getting out into the different communities that you're a part of. Your basic structures are in place. You're wanting to make a little bit more revenue uh, or you are making a little bit more revenue, there's a there's less energy going outwards randomly. So you're not as, uh, you're not hustling quite as hard to reach out to more people because some of your energy is also going into creating some of the higher level structures inside the business as well. So by now you're seeing a little bit more of what's working, what's not working, what do you need more of? And you can start to fine tune some of those systems. So if you're by yourself, that fine tuning work is gonna take a little bit of energy, but you've also developed a little bit of brand. People are talking about your work a little bit more and there's a little bit more sideways movement of whatever it is that you do. So if you're a photographer, people have used your service, right? People have uh, experience what it is that you do. They've got something to show for it. They can use the photos to show their friends. You've given them a language on how to talk about the work, why it's unique. They've got a bit of a story to tell. And that's happening without your energetic input now, which is really cool. You need to, at this stage, uh, maintain consistency. So a lot of times what happens here is people see this early early sign of success, early uptake, and then they back away from the very thing that got them there. So they lapse on the content or they stop doing the marketing or they stop doing the organizing or they stop doing the outreach. These things need to continue. They're non-negotiables for life. Uh, you need to keep the business breathing. And at this point, you may even be reinvesting back into the business a little bit more significantly as well. As the revenue comes up, 
your costs can come up a little bit as long as you're still trying to make the business profitable. Some of that revenue can come back in to feed the business. And it's like an organism, the business wants to grow. So how can we feed it? What can we do? Can we organize a bigger event with more people? Can we get people together for a lunch? Can we run a, a campaign? Can we, do we get a photographer in to get some great photos of the staff and the team? Do we invest a little bit more into our content? Whether it's time, energy, or financial, we need to be feeding the business. And this is where people get a little bit caught up in this stage three is it looks like everything's working, but they'll often pull back and pull away from the things that the organism or the business needs. So <clears throat> effectively, in the, in the system thinking, they call this integration. So the business is, is kind of, you're integrating with the whole, you're talking with other business owners, you're, you can see how the story that you wanna create as a business plays out into the culture and is starting to feel like it's a bit more of a fit. And because of that, people who resonate with that story are starting to come to you a little bit more and seek you out for the good work that you're doing and in in what you're creating. And so from this stage onwards, everything really continues uh, to be fairly similar. As we grow, maybe we bring staff on, maybe there's um, new products or new offerings or new services that come in. And still, as that happens, our focus is to maintain the business, to stay in business, to continue to feed the business, uh, bring in as much energy as we need to to support those structures and consistency, but not go crazy on costs. So the biggest risk is that we overdo the costs and we underdo the revenue uh, and the business isn't able to sustain. So small business never really gets to this point where you're coasting and everything's fine forever because even if something's working perfectly, we see a change in environment which means that we need to respond as the creator or the business owner. So stage three continues and we need to keep innovating. So that takes us back to stage one, which is testing the new idea, creating new structures, filling out the values, looking for the early adopters and so on and so forth. And we saw this happen in 2020 uh, hugely, although it's been coming for a long time and happening for since the beginning. But in 2020, uh, when that COVID shutdown happened, basically existing businesses with significant audiences were having to innovate so much that they were effectively starting this whole cycle again. So they were going back to the emergent uh, phase and bringing new ideas to the market. And we saw this with cafes, we saw this with gyms. And so the, the businesses or the creators or the owners that understand these cycles and how innovation plays into these and how much energy it takes on an ongoing basis, were able to actually thrive and grow through uh, this whole COVID, you know, some industries more than others. Uh, whereas the people who were in stage three and expected things to just continue uh, were hit pretty hard because what happened was there was a big enough shift in the market that it, 
they needed to uh, un- address the kind of underlying flow of value, the, the thing that we did way back at the beginning. So that's kind of it. There's generally speaking a huge amount of outgoing energy and this is probably the biggest thing that I see with people who are just starting is an underappreciation of how much how much work is required, how much energy, how much consistency. Uh, it's not a matter of one social media post or one meeting or one event that you organize. It's a matter of the first 1,000 or the first 500 instances, right? So it requires a lot of work in order to earn the right to keep going in the business. Now, the cool thing is once you see this, then you can prioritize your energy, then you can prioritize your practices and your structure and your consistency to be able to keep going. Uh, There's something that I uh, often talk about, you know, there's a lot of people who kind of enjoy this concept of of manifesting things into reality or sort of, um, you know, setting the intention and having things come to them. It doesn't matter how much we want something to be manifested or want something to kind of drop in from the universe. These early phases are going to require a huge amount of actual action and a huge amount of work uh, in order for the whole thing to keep going. So that's kind of it, a little bit of a summary. If uh, if you find yourself in any of these phases and you get a little bit lost, you get to zoom out and go, okay, cool, where am I? Am I just testing? Am I early? Am I looking for those first 20? Cool, if so, I know I need to go out and reach out to them directly. I probably don't have the trust behind me to do this passively. I need to go sit with people. I need to talk to people. I need to enroll people. Cool. How did that go? What are they saying? What's the response like? Is there resonance? What do I need to change? Great. Are they telling other people? You know, and this can move us into stage two. Do I need to tweak anything else? Do I have a language that I can give them? Am I onto my marketing? Am I consistent with the story that I want to create? And am I communicating this to the people that I want to help on a regular basis? Cool. If so, yes, I'm continuing to grow. Great. I need to keep this business profitable. I know I need to reinvest back into the business. I need to feed the business. And I want the business to be profitable from a fairly early position if it can be. Okay. I've got a consistent language going. I can see people are telling others about this great, I've got something here, I can start to double down and stay on my toes because I know that like with any system or organism, it needs to keep changing. There needs to be the innovation happening. So hopefully that was helpful, a little bit of a zoom out and kind of look down and hopefully shine some light on where you're at. Uh, Make sure, make sure, and I think that takes us to the end for today, Make sure to head over to uh, my website and you can download a new book that I've got up there. It's called Resonance and this will help you also. So how to build a business content projects that resonate with the people you want to help. Understand a little bit more of your own story, values and beliefs and also those of the people you want to help and how to roll this into the work that you're doing. That's it for today. 
Thank you so much for listening. Send any questions along to john at johntmarsh.com and see you on the next one.